You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. We know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day, and all the stars at night. is the wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Aloha, everybody. Welcome to the Park Fire Podcast, Christmas edition. Uh, I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always is Jay from the hills of Texas. And Jay, we've got our uh, other co our other co-host here, Mike from AK. Mike from the AK. There you go. You got to get you a catch. You got to get you a catchy phrase. I, yeah, I don't know. The there mountains you. of Alaska. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you don't even you know go. what a hill is uh, from the wilderness. I like that. From the wilderness. Well, it's uh, Christmas time, and this is our favorite time of year for Jay and I. We uh, constantly try to outdo each other in gifts and. And, you know, I think we last year we talked about a lot of items. So this year we've got Mike with us. We uh, decided to put him on instead of just calling him. Uh, he's give, giving up the Scrooge uh, portion of his Christmas and, and joining us here on the podcast. So good for Mike. He's not going to get the two sticks and coal that we talked about <laughs> last year in a podcast. where he had to Hey, those kept together. me warm. So uh, he's got, that's right. You know, actually, that's a very practical <laughs> gift for a person in yeah, Alaska. They will not definitely. frown upon that. Yeah, no. Okay, okay, I, I I get it. That makes sense. You know, coal and sticks, anything you can I mean, burn. Why do you think I'm want. so nasty? So that way, I get some heated. You know, I don't want to be warm, so that's why I'm so nasty. Everybody says to be coal and sticks. It's good. So, Mike from uh, AZ, what's with the you know Aloha stuff? Uh, well, I'm uh, in Hawaii uh, this Christmas, so I. Basically thought we'd do kind of a Hawaiian theme. I, I literally am spending Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, and the day after in, in Kauai. So it just kind of, you know, I'm in that holiday Christmas spirit, and uh, especially in Hawaii. So while Mike's up there building snowmen, I'm going to be down here building sand. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, as much as uh, I like so. Texas now, you know, I, I, I'm definitely a wintertime, time, snowfall type of guy. I love that. But it's weird being here in Texas and, you know, it's Christmas Eve and I'm riding a motorcycle around with, you know, T-shirt. It's just weird. Right. But I'm loving it. Well, and this is your first non-white <laughs> yeah, Christmas, kinda. right? It's just, I mean, you've had white Christmases for how long now? 15, yeah, 16 years, yeah, I think. It's just, you know, it's just a little. So when you're saying you're from weird. Hawaii, I'm just like, I got a little frown on my face, um, you know. <laughs> I'm not, not putting anything down against well, people in Hawaii or anything sorry. like that. It's just... Just I'm still acclimating to the whole, you know, non-white Christmas, not 30 below zero thing. So, you know, don't mind me. <laughs> well, we can live vicariously through uh, Alaska Mike because he's he's probably up there just freezing <laughs> to death. You're wearing long sleeves now. I, yeah, I take definitely. It. No question. Oh, okay. No question about the The short sleeve was short lived. Short sleeve. That's it. right. <laughs> well, the good news is you made it back safely, right? I did. From your I had trip. a great time though. Okay. Well, good. Well, we're uh, we're happy that you kind of touch base with us. Well, normally for a Christmas episode, we uh, tell our listeners all the things that we want for Christmas or that we uh, would like for them to be able to get for Christmas. 
Um, and so, Jay, why don't you start us off? What is uh, what is on well, your Christmas uh, well, list? First of all, you know, Merry Merry Christmas, uh, Chris Kwanzaa Hanukkah to everybody. That's my <laughs> oh, that's that right. Yeah, cover Mary, everybody. Merry Chris Kwanzaa standpoint. You know, Chris uh, Kwanzaa Hanukkah. I like it. That's right, Chris Kwanzaa Hanukkah. Chris so, Chris Kwanzaa. Uh, that's what I think. Doesn't matter. Oh, wait, and no uh, Festivus for Mike. It's in there. So, um, yeah, like you said, I, I I've been working on my 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 room here. And there's a couple of things that, that came up after working on this room that I thought would be great. One of which I was building a PVC stand. And one of the things that I really thought was cool are these things called snap tees. Uh, they're like regular T connectors, but instead of <clears throat> where you normally cut, um, you say, I'm going to put a plane here and then I'm going to go up eight inches and cut another, you know, uh, cut your pipe and then put your T on. With the snap tee, you could say, my ceiling's 10 feet tall. I'm going to put a, you know, U-connector at the bottom, a U-connector at the top. It's going to be nine feet tall. And then you just bunch, buy a bunch of these snap tees and you move them all around where you want after you snap them on. And you can adjust them, uh, move your planes around. You know, just like uh, everybody knows, as you crash a plane, you might have to move it. So where you put, let's say, 19 inches to make the thing fit. Now you have a bunch of foamies and you don't need, you need that 19, 19 inches to put all the foamies on. You know, that type of thing. So it's kind of cool. Let's see, another thing that I got while I was putting my room together, I noticed that um, I needed a new cutting mat. So I got this one from Do- Dolly. I think it's, that's the way you pronounce it. Um, and the reason I mention it, it's, it's like five layers thick of this PVC rubbery material. So it's kind of thick. It has inches and it has centimeters on it. So depending on which way you flip it, you, it gives you 36 inches or uh, whatever that is in centimeters. <laughs> Um, and, and along with that, I also got a T square that's 36 inches long and it's perfect because, um, I can put it down on the mat and because it's so thick, it gives enough space that the, the T square comes flush with it. And now I have this thing I can move up and down on the side of it, make perfect cuts. It's beautiful. Now the, uh, the mat is itself healing. So when you cut it on it, it doesn't leave like a big it mark. Um, I've tried it. I've been cutting on it for a little bit here and. Looks brand new. I love it. Oh, and it's mine's cool because it's in this, jet, you know, jet black color. So you know, it's kind of stylish. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I have one of those green Hobby Co. or yeah, Hobby Co. ones. They're like a forty-eight by thirty-six or something, and it's got you know stars and all, all the hobby stuff you need on it. But I don't think yours has that. Yours just has no, the no, no. It's right? it's got a grid pattern, and on the grid pattern, you know, like I said, where it's it matches it matches up with inches or centimeters depending on which side you have. It's uh gives you a little um, grid. It also has 45 degree marks on it. So you can cut 45 degrees. You can, and it has it in different places on the mat, depending on how you want to do it. If you want to cut a, let's say a triangle, a 90 degree triangle and stuff like that on there, it's, it has that marked out as well. So it has a couple of lines for doing different types of cuts. Well, that's very, very cool. Um, on that same line, since you're using stuff, you know, you're talking about cutting, you need something to cut. I will tell you that if you have never used uh, graphics to enhance your airplanes, you need to start because it really brings a lot to the aircraft. You can take a very plain Jane airplane uh, and make it really, really cool. I have one of those. I have a GWS A4. Uh, I think right. we talked about you, it earlier in the year. I wanted it to make it an Australian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still working on it. But I wanted to make it uh, better and look more authentic. So I went ahead and ordered some graphics from Cali Graphics. We've talked about her in the past, but she does an incredible job at making really detailed, really great graphics. And if you're not familiar with the Cali Graphics, 
uh, jump on the site. We'll leave a link on our website, but definitely look her up and she does a wonderful job. And uh, now that I, you've talked about your T-square, I can use it to cut those graphics to fit. Uh, she makes them, you know, on a big sheet and you can just kind of cut them to fit, but they're, they're basically from one tenth scale down to one half or something. She lets you pick, you know, whether it's a tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Uh, so you can just kind of pick your scale and then order exactly what you need from from her. And you know, the new A10 that I got, they they she did all the graphics for that as well. And so now you have like six different uh, graphics packages that you can pick uh, to customize your airplane the way you fee- the way you see fit. Like I said, if you haven't uh, done that, it's a great opportunity to give it a try. She's very reasonably priced. Uh, we'll definitely have to give her a shout-out on our podcast so for Cali Graphics because I've used her already three or four times now uh, to now, customize now my for one, uh, you know, really, really Once excited. again, not everybody can, you know, when you say one one twelfth or one-tenth, you know, some, I know for myself sometimes I don't know what scale a plane is when I buy it. So, I mean, if you tell her, will she kind of help you pick out what you need or – you go, I have a GWS. Yeah, there's actually a, a place on her website that you can go and it'll tell you how to do the scale. And it's basically you take the wingspan in feet and divide it by the wingspan of your airplane in inches. Oh, okay. So you convert, you can, let's say that your airplane, you know, it's 26 feet long, convert that to inches, divide it by the 34 inch wingspan that I have. And that'll give me uh, a rough estimate of the oh, okay. scale. That's kind of cool. So when I was looking at my A4, I divided it out both length and the width, and it came out to be uh, literally about ten inches long, a one to ten. So it would have been a tenth scale long, and it came out to be like an eleven point one on the wingspan. So when I went to go select it, it had you know one twelfth uh, scale, tenth scale, eleventh scale, ninth scale, and I was like, well, it's closest to uh, the 10th scale. So gotcha. I went ahead and bought the 10th scale. They are probably, man, just nano, you know, a little bit too big for like the tail section. But, you know, I'm not saying that all the whole airplane is to scale. Sometimes the the actual tail section of the real airplane could be 15 feet and then it should be five inches or whatever on the real one. And they make it 11 just to kind of make it fly. So uh, just, you know, kind of, Use that mathematical formula and then downsize maybe one or two and you'll get the great size graphics. Or just give her a call. She'll help you out with it. Gotcha. Sounds good. I'd throw out the EV800 with DVR. Uh, I l- I've been looking at the different goggles uh, out there. I've been looking at maybe doing some FPV. I've looked at a couple of different ones. I had a chance to see the problem when you're shopping online is you don't really get a sense for the quality of them. And so... Right. Uh, and, and then everybody has an opinion about like why they would pick one over the other. And so um, for B, it was looking at cost and reasonable quality for that cost. So I came up with the EV800 DVR with the DVR. I wanted the DVR because I like to record what I'm looking at. I think that would be good to have. I like Jay has this setup where he has a separate DVR, which I think is also cool. I might decide to just get the one without the DVR and then get the separate DVR um, like he has because I, I kind of like that. That's kind of neat. I tried oh, the EV eight hundred, so I tried those out, and uh, that's why I liked them. Because Jay is who he is, uh, he forced me to buy a, a Nano Talon. Uh, yeah, no. I was a victim of Jay's behavior. I am a bastard. Um, 
Yeah, well, yeah, go figure. What now? You know, I mean, now you know my pain. He, he's, he like even said that he was going to buy one like similar to it, but then he pulled out and he didn't do it. So it's like <laughs> he totally victimized me into buying this thing. But I, but aside from being victimized by Jay, it was actually a really good buy. Now it's selling for almost twice again as much as what I paid for it. But it's really good playing the Nano Talon. I like it because you could take it apart, take the wings off, take the tail off. Put it back in a box, and it's like a six by six by fifteen or something like that, or twenty twenty uh, size box. And so I could put that it fits in my suitcase. So I can, I excuse me, I'm gonna, I am taking it to California when I go down there. Oh, so, that's oh, right. Our budget didn't nice. allow you to send yeah. you to send you well, you know, now to California. That's that's awesome. How uh, well we're doing. That's a receipt <laughs> I have sent into you guys, hoping that you'll pay it. <laughs> No, it's in accounts yeah, payable exactly. right now, Mike, so, so don't worry about I'll it. I'll just wait. I'll wait It'll for the check because I'm sure it's in the mail. Yeah. It is in the mail. You should get it any yeah. moment. So for the yeah. Nano Talon, it's, it also fits with, now that you're going to be starting to dabble with FPV, it could be used for that as well, right? Uh, that's pretty much what's driving this, actually, Jay. Um, I have a couple of planes that I could probably put FPV gear on, but the Talon was designed for a camera and stuff like that been following their group and i was gonna all be probably getting the gear that they suggest on on the uh, the rc groups nano talent uh uh thread so th- i've been watching looking at the gear they're using the folks that are using that talent the reason why i would choose that gear is because it would fit like i would i would not without too much trouble know that the camera i'm going to get is going to actually fit in the space and not have to modify it or whatever right. Now it's uh, what is it? Zo HD or something is the name of the company. Yeah, Z O H D. Yeah, yeah. Well, said Oscar. And I, is it on a? Is on what website? Um, is it I think I, when I saw the plane, it's basically being offered by Banggood Hobbies. That's I haven't right. seen it anywhere else. Oh, it's a Banggood product, though. Yep, that's right. Good old standby Banggood yeah. Hobbies. Yeah. There, I love them. They're, that's become Jay's. That's that's become Jay's. the new hobby to website for me. now. Well, I, I, I tell you, uh, I, I'll give them a plug for having better shipping um, rules because Hobby King, it seems like they're selling things cheap, but, you know, to ship it, even even to the States, even to you guys, it's more expensive now than it's ever been. True. Uh, I don't know what's causing that, whether no. they that's using a profit center for them or not. You know, Banggood, I get stuff cheap, and they're smart about how they send it to me. They send it to me in a cushioned bag instead of a big old box, so it's cheaper for them. And cheaper for me, so I like what they're doing. Well, next time I have my uh, board of directors meeting over there in Sichuan, China, I'll ask <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> in the village, they built for you because of you. <laughs> that's right. When I go sign the shrine, because of all the money I've spent uh-huh. over there, uh, I'll 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 be sure and ask them what the problem is. I do like that plane. I I bought the sister of that plane, the Orbit, which is a wing as opposed to the Nano Talon. But the big thing that I like about both planes are quite literally, you just shake the box. And you put the plane together. That's, I mean, <laughs> really, it takes takes all of, what, five minutes to put the plane together? Yeah, for me too. No, that was true. I mean, I didn't realize that when, I, you know, I thought he was joking when I went down there. He was like, oh, no, here it is. And he handed it to me, and I was like, uh, it literally has magnets. If you shook the box in the right order, it would snap yeah. itself together. I thought he was really just, you know, pulling my leg. But it's about as true as you can get. If it's all facing the right direction, you could just kind of shuffle it together and yeah. it, it goes together. And I, I, was and I love the internal that. ailerons or rudders or whatever, you know, 
appendages on it. But it was kind of ingenious how it's all internal, nothing sticking out. There's no, you know, right. uh, servos or anything sticking out to catch anything. It's all internal. It's all smooth. It's, it's pretty neat. And however they put the thing together, being that it's all EPP and it's hollow, is pretty impressive. Uh, have you flown it yet, Jay? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I've, I've got three or four flights on mine, so the cost is coming down per flight quickly. There you go. That's the yeah. best way to do it. I, I I put a check mark on my airplane every time I go fly it, and then, you know, the cost goes down. What I tell you, the uh, SHP cost me, what, 60 yeah, cents a flight? <laughs> but then again, it, yeah, it was only being held together 10 years by, uh, and 250 by the covering, right? That's correct. It was only being held together by the if that. So, yeah, one of the things true. I did do with the Nano Talent, um, that there was some reports of people losing the tail mid-flight because it, the pressure fit just didn't hold it good enough. So I added more magnets to it so that they would stay in there and be solid. So I, That's yeah, a good idea. It works really nice. Snaps right in there. Were they just earth yeah. magnets, the yep. rare earth magnets? I got what they call Walmart or Fred Meyers or something. They're a little round, like eighth inch or something, eighth inch round um, magnets. Stack about 10 or 12 of gotcha. them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Since we're on the topic of airplanes, I'll tell you the, you know, we mentioned the SHP being held together, and I, I replaced it this year with the 3D Hobby Shop. It's the Edge 540 Demonstrator. And I'll tell you what, I've always loved the 3D Hobby Shop product. You know, when I bought it way back when they were their own company, they've now since combined with uh, uh, Extreme Flight. But I, I, you know, bought this airplane and I was super impressed with how strong the balsa wood is. And that sounds kind of a crazy, but, you know, balsa wood <laughs> has different flavors, bullets. I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, not really, but, you know, balsa wood does have a different flavor. I don't know what the word you're going to use, but it has different density. Okay, yes, That's the does. proper term, density. And, and you and I have bought stuff from, you know, Banggood, Hobby King, and some Wi-Fi. of these Chinese Wi-Fi places then. where, I mean, yeah, if you breathe on it or stuff it, I actually picked up one of my airplanes, squeezed it, and it snapped. You know, my thumbprints are now in the in the, the balsa wood. So balsa wood does have a, a density to it and still lightweight. The 3D Hobby Shop stuff that I had always, you know, been used to was very, very uh, dense, and it performed really well. There's no uh, exception to this one either. It, it performs flawlessly. It's fabulous flyer. Uh, everything worked together. They used a new type of covering, so uh, it's more like a vinyl type cover, and it was amazing. I was so impressed with it. Matter of fact, the guys that I fly with were so impressed with it. I think one of the other guys got one just because he loved the way it flew. I have to put that on your list. If you haven't got uh, anything from the Extreme Flights, the 3D Hobby Shop, uh, go ahead and grab those. I know Jay's got an airplane from those guys now too. And on top of that, I went ahead and bought their motor as well. And I have never really experienced the Extreme Flight torque motors, but I guarantee you that that is an impressive motor. Wouldn't you say, Jay? Because you have right, you right. have that's, one now that's too. That's what's right? powering my uh, Turbo Beaver. Um, can't remember. Right. I can't remember the name of it right now. We'll probably just put it in the show notes. But it's very impressive because you know it can it can run off of uh, you know six cell, five cell, six cell. It's it was especially designed just for this plane, so it puts out a lot of power for the weight. Because that the, the I was looking at first, you know, at first when uh, you got me this plane, I was thinking of what motor to put in it. So the motors I originally looked at. I want to say they were not half the weight, 
more. You know, they weighed half half as much more. But I was kind of skeptical at how light the motor was that it was going to be able to perform. And then right. I just said, well, you know, nobody's talking. I looked at the, the boards and I thought, well, somebody's going to talk about what motors they use that was successful. But everybody was talking about the torque motor that was designed for the plane. And that everybody, I mean, overwhelmingly, everybody was using that motor. So I, I figured, well, why go against the, you know, the stream? And I'll, I'll just join the bandwagon. I'll, I'll cough, cough out the extra dough for it. And I'm I'm not sorry that I did. It's awesome. I, I was using a hacker motor and basically went to the torque and it it's amazing the difference between the two. I, I was really impressed, actually. And uh you know, the good news is that they designed it to use two different types of props, two different types of batteries. It, it, it's very versatile for what you get. And they are, you know, compared to what we're used to spending five, ten dollars, twenty dollars on a motor, they are more expensive, I won't lie to you. They're probably 80 to a hundred dollars, but I, I think it's well worth the expenditure when you're looking at an airplane that, that has the right. performance that these do. Well, I'll tell you one thing I, I did. I did try something that was a little bit uh, different than planes. I went ahead and then got myself a couple of helicopters this year. So oh, yeah, that's uh, right. one was actually one that I got off of Craigslist 40 bucks. I think I got it on Craigslist, but it, it was great for a little trainer helicopter. It was a uh, 120SR blade uh, helicopter. It uses uh, 600 uh, uh, milliamp uh, one cell batteries. It's a good trainer helicopter just to, you know, the reason I got it was at the time it was really windy here in Texas. Um, and I was able to fly it around in the living room. And just for getting your orientation and just, you know, some basic hovers and some other stuff, it was just a good learning helicopter. And then later on, I ended up getting myself, uh, I didn't want to get a 400, 450 size helicopter. You know, I didn't want to get the expense of doing that. So I got myself a Blade 230S. I was really impressed with it. Uh, it comes with the uh, ASX3, or did I say that right? ASX3, 3X? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So ASX3. it flies awesome. Um, you have the older, or the, or I guess the the uh, baby brother of, the, of, of this plane, and... You, you got to fly both of them. So what did you think of them? Well, I have the Blade SR, and you're right. It has a um, – it does not have the ASX3. It is just a trainer. It's got a gyro, but it's toned way down for the beginner. A brushless motor for the main rotor and then a brushed motor for the tail rotor. And the tail rotor, believe it or not, because of one's a three-phase and one's a two-phase, it's always out of sync. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't – it lags, I guess, is the best way to, to turn it. Now, I'm not saying that you can't fly the airplane. It does fly great, but the tail rotor is always kind of lagging around. So it has this little left and right motion where it just kind of moves back and forth, this constant shift that you see, you know, while you're flying around. And as long as you're doing maneuvers, it's fine. But if you're trying to hover, it's all it's always seeking this, you know, the you can see the gyro trying to slow it down. When I flew yours... It did not have that problem at all because it's got a brushed motor, I mean a brushless motor for the tail rotor. So the Blade 230, uh, along with having the stability mode and everything looked really great, I hopped it off the ground, and that thing was like a rock solid. It just stood there, which mine I actually have to work a little bit to uh, keep it in a, you know, a, a clean hover and kind of compensate for that little left and right motion. I liked it, by the way. I mean, I really did. I, I was a little nervous flying it you know, right off the bat because I haven't flown my helicopter in, you know, a couple months. 
but I, I, I took to it really, really quickly. So that was, that yeah. was good news. I, um, I really liked it. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch to, um, something. We're going to go off uh, a craft aircraft for a little bit and helicopters. And I'll go back to the TS 100 for a soldering iron. I really liked it. Um, dun, dun, dun. It was an amazing. Yeah, it find. definitely was. Uh, and I'm. And, and this is another thing I was victimized by Jay on. No, 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 no. Remember, the reason you got victimized by me was because of Arizona Mike trying to burn down his house and half Arizona. I, I did. He left the state. He left the state so they couldn't catch. I him. I left the country. Right? What are you so, talking about? <laughs> that's right. He left the country. So you know. <laughs> Like where you're pointing fingers there? Uh, no, but I, but I really uh, I said that just obviously um, this was a good uh, purchase. Uh, I was looking at uh, a different model that's sort of a desk mount iron that you turn a knob to make it hotter or not. And I'm glad I didn't buy that because for about the same price, I got this other unit. And I like the fact that I can change the tips on it. There's a really good choice for tips. I like the digital part of it. I like the fact that that guy. Um, who's writing the software oh, does right, a great job of, of listening to the right. users that use that thing. And he's done a fantastic job of um, programming it and making the options available that people want and need. I just, I, I can't say enough good things about that, that particular iron. I really like it. How many tips do you have so far? Well, I just have um, the one that came with it. I bought it specifically for what I, what I do the work for. Unlike other people on this podcast, I know have more tips that, <laughs> They might want to talk about a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say he's fall he's fallen a little behind yeah. there, Jay. I think so. Yeah, no, no question. <laughs> yeah, I have four of them. That, I have four of them. Four? Now. I thought you had three. What, yeah, I which one do you have now, Mike? Uh, I have the uh, one that came with it. The TS. What was it? The uh, the D twenty four. Now I can't even remember <laughs> the twenty four. Yeah, the twenty four was the one that Jay uh, originally, you know, had sent my original order with, and then. It included with the uh, the little real thin one, the, T- the uh, one, TSI. TSI. And then I went ahead and, and bought the one that when I was down at Jay's, I liked the one that he was using because he has the B2, uh, the little flat. You know what it reminds me of? My wife's lipstick. Yes, that's, what, that's a good, that's a good analogy. It's, you know, it's got that. Yeah, if you know, if you got a wife's got lipstick on and, and she rolls that thing out, it's got that type of tip on the end that looks like. When she undoes, you know, pulls it out of the tube, it's got that little, you know, forty-five degree angle to it. And it's all smooth, and so the one that Jay had is kind of smaller. Uh, I used it. I absolutely fell in love with it down there. But I had, I had went ahead and ordered uh, the C4. bigger version of it, uh, the C four, correct? Yeah, <laughs> Jay knows which ones I have more than I do. Uh, so I have, so I, those are the four that I have. The C four is literally almost three times the size of the B2. Yeah, and doing the kind of connectors that I, mean, I know you, you're doing, Mike, it makes a lot of sense to have that Correct. one. So if I was working with big batteries, I definitely would buy that one. I think it's right. the BC2, Jay. Isn't that the yeah, one? that's the one I have, yeah. The lipstick that's, one, whatever yes. you want to call it. Yeah, that one is the one I bought with my, with my um, iron in the first place because that had what I felt the most possibility to use it. I can use it flat on a on a connector or i can turn it on its side and use it more like a pinpoint type of a a soldering connection so if i was gonna if i was gonna start soldering smd though you know those little chips that go on uh, sit down on a thing smd soldering i would probably get the tsi mm-hmm. because that tip is nice and small and all you would have to do is put some put some uh, flow on there and then run your tip right across it and it would that it'd be great Right, I can totally see using that. That's the I got that one originally with mine, and although it's a great tip, 
like I said, if you're if you're doing construction on uh, flight control boards for quads and stuff, it's perfect. You know, you're um, you know you're putting the pins in or out, or you're soldering them in, or or something like that. It's a perfect tip. But I was trying, I you know, I tried to do. I think actually I was trying to put some battery connectors and stuff on and I was having some difficulty because it just didn't have the surface area. Yeah. It's the whole thing up. Even it's though it pretty small. Up to like 800 degrees. Yeah. It's still in a very small area as opposed to that C4 tip, which takes up half the table. Um, <laughs> I, you <laughs> it know, it's pretty that's big. It's definitely a, a better <laughs> tip to be using as opposed, as opposed to that, that eye tip. But I love the eye tip because I mean, it'll poke out your eye. It is, it is needle sharp. It's pinpoint. It's precise. It's very nice. Yeah, I, I like it too. And, and it heats up, it heats up where it can just put all the heat in one right. little speck, which right. I really, really like. And so like. for yep. when you're yep. using fine wires or you're trying to do stuff that's really, really fine, it's perfect because then you don't have to turn it up too hot. You can just turn it up right to where you need it, where it doesn't melt everything else. You just touch the wire and be done with it. As opposed to you know, sometimes you touch fine wire yeah. and then you melt back all the installation type of thing. You, you can definitely right. go down that. So right. I, I highly recommend the TS-100. Yeah. I, I think that's definitely on the list for this year. Well, and and I actually, you know, because mine, everybody had a different color. I, I, had, I, I got the black one. I wanted a, a different color as well. So I ordered the little case, the different colored case. It came back. It was red. Uh, I figured Jay has a blue and orange, and, you know, I figured that I'd get this red. What I found out is that it's got a torque screw in the back that you have to remove. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I tore my house apart looking for that torque screw. It is, believe it or not, it uses an, uh, I think it's a T, a T four and a T three. I could only get to a T five. I, I kid you not. I've got every Allen wrenches all. I mean, I had a stack of them in front of me and not one of them worked. I couldn't figure out why I realized it was a torque uh, a Torx, whatever you want to call it. And so as a result, I wound up jumping Amazon. on, you know, <laughs> the web and Amazon. And, and now I got a set of Torx that's coming. That's a T1, T2, nice. T3, T4, and nice. T5. Very nice. It's, it's, so I, I haven't switched out my coverages yet because I'm waiting on those to arrive. Uh, but I'll tell you that it's, it's funny how, you know, things kind of come in just on the fact that I'm a big tool guy. I think, once again, I always say this, the right tool for the job makes it so much easier uh, and I, I could have probably figured out of some way to, you know, hacksaw something in there or, you know, torch, torch it out or something, you know. Torch it out. But uh, I figured that it wasn't it worth it. I just went. <laughs> I know it's the that size of a pen. That itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, that TS-100 I have, I just, yeah. you know, As melted you the, the whole board. Uh, can I, I get, using my uh, this torch. isn't working. <laughs> can, I, can I get a refund or get an exchange? <laughs> what did you do to it? I've used it several times and I'm super impressed with it. So it's. It's been a good addition now, to my you, toolbox. You just got a, uh, you finally got a power supply for yours, right? I did. I haven't uh, used it yet, but I did get a power supply for it. I was thinking about what you were saying the other day. I, ha I have a battery charger with a 48-volt power supply. Now that I'm able to solder and do all that kind of stuff, I can actually make an adapter for the 24-volt power supply if I had some longer silicone wires. That was the downside. I, I thought about making an adapter, but I didn't have enough length okay. of yeah. silicone I, I figured wires. you did. I have to being, be like standing you know, right. You have a small shop in your house. You, I figured you had it laying around somewhere. I, I do. Uh, and and I had some, but they were. it would have used all that I had, and it still wasn't quite as long. It, it would only come to the end of the table. I would have had the same problem Mike is 
you know, where I go to solder something and the, the thing unplugs or falls <laughs> off the table. <laughs> it's like, since we're talking about soldering, uh, what I will tell you is that, I, you know, I do a lot of battery uh, connector swap outs because some of the batteries is Jay, Jay and I both do this because Jay uses Dean's connectors and I use XT60 connectors. Uh, and it's just, I like them better. The Dean's, you know, for me are just a little bit, um, troublesome. My fingers are fat and I can't, I can't seem to pull them apart as well as the XT sixties. So when I buy batteries that have the Dean's, uh, on them, I usually, you know, desolder them and, and put some on because of that. I have used up all of my heat shrink tubing in the red and black because I use it the most, right? When you do batteries, I do one side red and one side black. So I've used up almost all of it. I have a whole box full of this stuff, but I can't seem to find any more red and black, uh, you know, heat shrink. So I started looking around because I, I wanted to replace just the red and the black. I didn't want to replace my whole, you know, box full of stuff because they sell it in large quantities. I needed just those two colors. I actually found one on eBay or not on eBay, but on Amazon. I was very impressed with it. I think it's a Jinsco, G-I-N-S-C-O. It's a 270. And they're just, it's basically just red and just black, and they're three to one heat shrink, not nice. two to one heat shrink. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And then on the inside of it, I believe they have some sort of uh, adhesive uh, to keep it from slipping That's cool. uh, off That's the wires. Because I have had that, so actually, Jay and I had that problem when I was down there, is we went to go pull a right. battery off, and the heat shrink, you know, slid off, and now the battery wire was exposed. Uh, and I was like, Hey Jay, is this supposed to be like this? Fly. Oh, uh, yeah. Jay's like, yeah, just don't touch it. You know, don't touch those two wires together. Uh, but it's, it, it came and, uh, I've used some and it's very impressive. I like the three to one better now. I think I'm going to start using that more often because that means you can take a bigger, you know, larger size, slip it over the wire and then it shrinks down. Yeah. You could use a five mil, uh, on a three and a half, uh, yes. bullet connector. That's correct. Yeah, that's good. Right. And it'll shrink down and actually hold. And if you're using it on a four, uh, that's even better because now it'll shrink down and it's really tight. So it really holds on, uh, which is more impressive to me because I was using the four mil on a four mil and it was so tight I had to kind of work it up. And if it got any type of heat to it, it shrunk onto the wire and I had to kind of stretch it out and get it to go up over the, you know, over the connector. So I've been really impressed with it. Uh, you can get it off eBay for, I mean, uh, off of Amazon for nine or 10 bucks or something like that. So it, it it's pretty, uh, pretty impressive since um, we're in the soldering range. Well, let's not, uh, let's not forget about the simple stuff like, like exacto blades. Uh, you don't have to buy exacto brand, brand necessarily. I think Jay found one online. It was like dirt cheap for a whole bunch of them. They kind of break off. I think, I think, uh, I don't know about you, but I prefer that now I've used uh, box cutters before and, right. and that works fine. But I like the the ones that are, I think it's a three eighths inch wide, and you slide it. You can slide it to you know one or two clicks, or five clicks, or ten clicks, and can make the cutting surface really long or not, depending on what you need. And I really like that um, a lot. So you're talking about like the box cutting type, right? But unlike like the box cutters where they're very very thick, you know, some of those are real thick. This is right. uh, at least the one that I I use. It's like eight millimeter. The I want to say the blade's like eight millimeters wide you know that's it i bought mine originally from i think hobby king i bought like i don't know a dozen for i don't know one of their specials for like a buck or two and i got a dozen of them 
And so I'd use them and then throw them away. And then one day I was like, too bad I just can't replace the blades. And then I said, well, let me go to, you know, get on Google and started Googling it. And sure enough, there's a place right here in Houston that sells replacement blades for those things. You know, you get 50 of them for, I don't know, it was like six or eight bucks and I could get replacement ones. So whatever blades that I had left the holders, I just went through them all, you know, cause I was getting down to the very last nub, you know, the very last click on them. And I just whipped them all open. I opened, opened them all up. They all open up and they accept, you know, you can put replacement blades on them and I replaced all the blades. And I, then I felt kind of stupid that I threw away all the other ones, you know, but they're kind of built to be disposable. But I, I was, I was in awe that I was able to find replacements that I could even put in the, the replacement, the replacement ones. And I, I, I will uh, verify that the replacement blades that he buys are incredibly <laughs> sharp because I left the, the, the tip of my finger. How do you know, Mike? Texas. How do you know that? Well, I left the tip of my finger down in Texas. I mean, I, I was over there cutting something, and I, I cut one finger on some, on one thing, and then I switched hands to do it. I don't know how he did, folks. Too, so. I am telling you, this guy. I took my eyes off of him for a second. He's sitting on my wife's on my wife's side of the of the, of the room, <laughs> and she has a little cutting mat, and he's over there, da, 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 cut, 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 talk, talk, talk. Oh, he's just, and he holds up his hand and blood's dripping down his, like, you know, down to his elbow. And I'm like, what did you do? And he goes, oh, I, I cut myself. Oh, I'll just give me a band aid or something. So we get the, the, the med kit out and fix them all up. And he's like, okay, well, da, 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 da. then there goes the other one. And we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should laugh at that, but it is funny. <laughs> well, it is funny. It is good funny. thing we had a good, you know, my mom's a nurse and she had a spare thing of blood. You know, we were able to get him, you know, wake up, Mike, come on, come on. <laughs> But uh, no, he, so for the I whole time he was trans- here, it was funny because of course everything had to touch his finger, the fingers that were bad. It, it, he'd get a day or two oh, and they'd yeah, heal absolutely. and they'd start healing a little bit and then he'd like jam it and, and blood start pouring all. We'd just find a blood trail <laughs> in the house. And, and, and he were like, oh. what are you doing? And, he, and, he, and he's oh. like, oh, I kind of hit it and it's kind of bleeding. He goes, but it's, it's kind of funny. It's been 45 minutes and it hasn't stopped. And I go, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> 45 minutes and it hasn't clotted <laughs> up or stopped. Uh, maybe we should put a Band-Aid on it. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm kind of woozy. Why are there, why are there chipmunks flying in here? You know, <laughs> I, I'm just like, it was, it was, it's a pretty yeah. funny story, but <laughs> I don't think it was <laughs> but from my perspective, <laughs> but that hilarious. is a funny story, you know? Um, but no, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you definitely had bad luck with them. They were very good thing. They were sharp. My gosh, if they were dull, like, you know, you would have had a ragged hole. What? Oh yeah. I'd have hacked yeah, off an exactly. arm or something. So, um, yeah. I I do know. So you guys are using the uh, they're I think they call them the Ofla Ofla that's Ofla exactly knives or the long Ofla skinny blades. ones. Yeah, and and I actually bought a pack of one hundred Exacto blades, the number eleven Exacto blades, because I have a bunch of those. I was like Jay, I, I wound up buying some, and I have like a whole stack of these Exacto number eleven Exacto knives. Doing you know monocoat and that kind of thing. It's got a real sharp point, and I can use it. I like it for that. That's uh, a good choice. You know precisely. But I I, uh, I found it. It's eleven dollars for a hundred of them off of Amazon. So uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the company. I'll tell you right here. It is the Techni Edge. It's a TE zero one 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 one. I think it's a number eleven hobby blades. There's a hundred pack for eleven dollars. I wound up actually buying two. I don't know if I'll ever use two hundred hobby blades, but I'm more free with them now. I used to like conserve them and you know like oh, I don't want to cut anything if I don't have to. Now I'm like you know hack 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 and then throw it out. Just grab the next one in the box. So, uh, not too bad, well, buddy. Of a deal. You should have talked to your RC um, broker. I could have, I could have hooked you up a deal. So that same place that I, oh, I yeah? bought the other, the uh, the other blade, the Olaf blades from, uh, they also sold scalpel blades. 
And would, lo and behold, wouldn't you know, scalpel blades fit exactly in a number 11 blades or almost the same thing. And I was able to get a hundred of those. I did not know that. And on top of that, they come and they're all hermetically sealed. So if you have to like do some surgery on yourself, like when you're, you actually hurt yourself (laughs) and you got to remove a tumor or whatever you have going on, they're all, they're all perfectly, you know, sealed up and hermetically sealed and you're good to go. So I was able to buy the number 11 blades and I also bought, I want to say it's like a number 13 or 15 blade. Well, well, I'll put it on the, the show notes. Um, and it's a it's a different shaped blade. It's it's much smaller, much finer to get into smaller places. And like I said, it's uh, they were five five or six bucks for for a hundred. So yeah. that's amazing. So now the good news is, if I can cut myself with a scalpel, I can cauterize <laughs> the wound with my TS one hundred. All we need now is some blender. That's right. and a well, you already got, you already mean, got the CA. So you just pop that on, put on the CA, put some yeah, spritzer. Exactly. That's right, a CA. <laughs> I'm going to start my own medical practice here in a minute. I put my duck back together that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No kidding. My duck got a head ducks, folks. And uh, (laughs) so this basically goes off to our Houston He did have ducks. uh, Who has chickens. Well, I had ducks in Alaska. And uh, unfortunately, our our duck got attacked. We thought he was going to be a goner. But I didn't give up on him. And I brought him inside. And I put him down on the table. And I thought, what can I do to? He has this gaping wound. What can I do? And I saw the CA glue and I kind of put it all together and held it tight, put on the CA glue and wrapped him up. A little kicker and there he goes. Put him in the bathtub for a day, you know, put some hay in there, put him in the bathtub, let him sit in there for a day or two and I stuck him back outside. He was quacking along just as happy. He was quacking. Wow. That's crazy. See, and he made fun of me. I hope the SPCA doesn't call us. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was operating without that. Animals were harmed in the making (laughs) of this podcast. That's right. Yes, they were very, yes. (laughs) I I can't have that notice. They weren't harmed. That was not true. But they were not harmed by Jay or by the act of the podcast. They were just, they they were harmed outside. I won't say that I gave them like a little wooden thing to bite on or nothing. You know, so. Put a little pencil in his mouth. Yeah, it was, like, it was uh, Civil War duck. type medicine. You know what I mean? You know, a one a little hacksaw and just cut that with, uh, with CA. Yeah, exactly. With CA, so, so, so uh, I'm gonna uh, take this uh, this thing with they're talking about hands and getting uh, Mike's hands cut and stuff. And I'm gonna move to a helping hands. What I liked, uh, what I wanted to do, or what I want to do for myself is get some kind of lighting for my helping hands. I got a set that has. A magnifying glass and i really like that but because you put your head over top of that to look down you block all the light because it's usually like in room light that that um you use to look at it so i need to get some kind of external source or a, a different set of helping hands that have light um jay has a great great magnifying um i don't it's more like a lamp isn't it jay uh, yeah, it's a lamp. Uh, basically, it was originally for tie- fly tying, so you could fly tie fly underneath tying, it. Right. So it has a has a fluorescent bulb in you know under the you know the round one, a magnifying glass in the center. You know, being that's a round bulb, and then you can it totally lights up your work, no shadows, and you're able to work on it. And as for us getting older <laughs> and not being able to see as good, I think it's maybe two or four power, and that's it. But it's perfect for doing fine work. Yeah. But I will say with, along with that, uh, this, this room that I put together, 
the lighting was really poor. And when Mike came down, he was like, hey, man, these are terrible lights. Uh, why don't you use some LED lights? Dude, I was going blind down and, there, yeah, man. Yeah, no. And so we went off to uh, Home Depot and got some 75-watt yep. uh, spotlight lights as opposed to I, – I, I had gotten some light bulbs, some LED light bulbs, but where they kind of put the light out everywhere, the spotlight – the spotlight bulbs definitely concentrated the light. We changed it all the lights in the room. And as you guys were, as folks don't know this, but we're kind of doing a Skype thing. We can see each other. You can see how much light there is in my room compared to the three, the two of you guys sitting there. So it really puts out the light. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having to wear sunglasses <laughs> to look in your room. As well as I also, for this room. Put my uh, shades on. I also got little desk lamps, the type that kind of clamp on, you know, uh, edges of tables and stuff right. like i got right. them all along the bench and they have just regular light bulbs but they're also led and i want to say they're maybe 60 watt equivalent or no not six well 60 watt compared to the old bulbs but i think for led bulbs they're considered nine watt bulbs and they they're great because if you i still get shadows in my room from from the spotlights you know a little bit and if you really want to concentrate on your work area or wherever you just turn on the the little spotlight or the little lamps and they really take away the, any shadows that you have. And they were cheap. Uh, I, 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 I totally for, for a hobby room or working on the art stuff, I can't beat this led lighting. It's, it's awesome. So Mike, I will tell you that if uh, you go on a bang good hobbies, there is a multifunctional magnifier led ha- helping hand soldering iron station. Ding, ding. Okay. Winner, winner, okay, chicken well, look at that. It's Fort. It's $14. The brand name is D-A-N-I-U. Danu? Yeah. Danu. So, yeah, $14. It's got a little ring inside the um, – because when you're talking about this, I remember I was looking at purchasing one of these because I have the same problem that you do. I'm not like Jay and have a bazillion gigawatts (laughs) of light coming out of every orifice up there. (laughs) Instead, I have just one ceiling fan with a 30-watt bulb, and I'm trying to solder, and I needed something that was a little more, you know, concentrated. So I wear one of those little spot lamps that you wear on your head. You know, the, what do you call those things? A headlamp, uh, yeah. Headlamp. You know, like a a headlamp, yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. And so the headlamp has like three LEDs in it, and it has a tilt function. So I put the little, you know, thing on, and I put my goggles on, and then I, you know, try to get in there real close, and... It does light up, but that little soldering station inside the magnifying glass, it, there's a ring around it, and it has LED lights over that. So check that out uh, on Banggood Hobbies, 14 bucks. They even have it in red. And, uh, yeah, they have it in multiple colors as well. So it's uh, it's a quite a, a quite a good find. Hey, since you guys were talking about Danu, one of the things I got, this is a good stocking stuffer right here. I got a, uh, a pair of flush cutters from Danu. And I think they cost me like three bucks, but they're fantastic for cutting, you know, other than cutting like steel bolts, but I mean like everything hobby wise, you know, if you're soldering and you need to cut some you know, wire, you need to do something like that. These work out great. If you have to get like cut some plastic, like flush, you know, you have something sticking out, it'll cut it nice and flush, you know, cause they're, since they're flush cutters. Um, I mean, it's got a hundred uses. You know, if you have to cut any plastic or, you know, servo, you know, wire, you know, not like I said, not like steel, you know, gauge, whatever, but or bolts or anything. But I mean, anything copper, uh, tin, that type of thing. These are just fantastic for cutting it flush. Um, I, I highly recommend them. That's from Banggood as well. 
Yeah, they're they're from the company Dan. They're Danube flush cutters. Yeah, in fact, flush my wife cutters. my wife liked them. This is out. very odd. Usually, I'm borrowing for her right all the time. You know, I, I break into her little magical <laughs> you know hobby box, of right? Glitter and tape and steel. You know, she's always getting pissed at me. Ab- and this time absolutely. she's like, "Hey, right. uh, are you?" Because I had them hanging up. And she goes, hey, are you using those cutters? And I'm like, uh, yeah, if you, you got to use them, you know, go ahead. I'm, I, I'm not using them on anything. And next thing I know, they disappeared. And I'm like, you know, and then I had to use them. And then she got all mad. Well, where are the cutters at? And I'm like, uh, you mean my cutters? <laughs> she <laughs> so had stole I, them. So you I mean the up, ones that, uh, yeah, those are so mine now. Her, my original set. And then I bought another one because they were on sale. And I got it for like, I don't know, buck 50. It was, it was awesome buy. Very nice. Well, to keep from uh, losing all of that stuff, I uh, brought I brought Jay uh, a little tool organizer bench uh, from Lane's oh, Planes, yeah. and he got the tool organizer, and I uh, got that for him. I wound up buying the tool organizer extra large. It has little drawers. Uh, I also wound up with the soldering caddy and the tool caddy. So I now own the three tool products uh, or two tool products and the soldering caddy from Lane's Planes. And I have been super impressed with all of them. They're very well put together. You know, I, I was so impressed with the one that I got Jay when we put it together. It sat on his desk for, uh, you know, two or three days, yeah. not even glued together, but it was still holding all the tools. So I, I was I was very uh, uh, excited about that. I will tell you, though, on the XL, Lane does a really great job of labeling everything. So when you pick up a, a piece, it'll say bottom drawer left or, you know, back of the drawer. And so it's kind of easy. It's obvious if you're putting a drawer together, it's got four sides and a, you know, front. Uh, it's not like this real detailed directions because everything is laser cut and it just kind of falls into place. Uh, but I will tell you for this particular, if you buy the XL, don't do what I do. <laughs> I I glued the big thing together and cinched it all down real tight, and I forgot to measure if where the drawers go in. So when I went to go stick the drawer in, it, the drawer wouldn't fit because I had I had pulled the wood so tight together it was kind of right. Know, so bowing. before you you built the drawer, you <laughs> so, put the whole outer case together, cinched yes. it all down super tight with He-Man strength, and got yes. it super super tight yes. without actually putting the drawer in to go. Oh, it needs to slide. <laughs> I don't have to put it together. Right. Tight. I needed a little less. Yeah, big exactly. And so I would put the drawers together first and then slide them in as you put the thing together. Uh, but don't let it dry. Don't don't let your glue dry with the drawer in. You'll never get the drawer back out. Uh, I wound up being able to figure out how to get the drawers to work. But that was my mistake, not anything on Lane. He uh, he does a great job over there. But I'm really impressed with that one. And I really like the, the uh, round tool caddy that I bought. It's... It's actually uh, circular. It fits on uh, the way he did it. Is he, you know, he laser cuts it, and then it's got the center post, and these uh, three or four shelves sit on it. They slide down, and they only go a certain distance. So it gives you, a, you know, about three or four inches between the disc, and then you, he's got everything cut where you can just put them in there. On the top of that, you're able to. It, it's got a place for your tape, so I can slide the blue tape or the gorilla tape and all that stuff on there, and then it'll hold your CA. Uh, and all those kind of cool things. And the soldering station has a little drawer in it. Uh, I've been really, really impressed with the Lane's Planes stuff. Uh, he uh, He's done a really good job with that. So uh, definitely a shout-out to those guys. If you don't have the tool organizers, that's a good place to go uh, grab one. I've I've been impressed, and I think oh, Jay yeah, likes his. I certainly do. Oh, you just remind me, though, about the tape. That's another good 
Christmas, you know, stocking stuffer. Uh, but once again, um, for Banggood, uh, I bought a, I bought like all the tapes that they had. Um, once again, very ex- inexpensive. Um, I'm actually trying to figure out a little rack of my own to put all the tapes on. But, uh, you know, I think it's a dollar or two for, for some nice, you know, packing tape, colored packing tape that, of course, you could use on your foamies or whatever. Um, once again, a great, a great stocking stuffer. So I was at the field today, and um, somebody had a quad, and uh, they put they put some LED lights on it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, you have the LED lights. That's good. He goes, yeah, uh, you see how these are colored here? I said, yeah. He goes, well, I use magic marker to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what? Wait, what? what? Exactly. I was like, what? He said, yeah, I bought white ones. And I was like, oh, well, I could put white ones on it, but they'd be white all around. I wouldn't know what it's front and back. So he took two different colored ma- magic markers and marked over the white LED and made them colored LEDs. I was like, that's a fantastic idea. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is a fantastic that idea. Because uh, I think the very one of the very first RC planes I had, the uh, GWS, uh, oh, what what is it? Uh, it, it it's it just uh, it's just a rudder plane. Um, uh, all of us had one. In fact, you got one. Of, yours is yellow, Mike. Oh, oh, oh! It's the, the slow, stick, uh, slow right? stick. So I had the slow stick, and being that it got it gets dark so early in, in Alaska, and I was flying it. It was maybe February. So I said, well, I should stick some lights on them. And I went to Walmart and I got some of the little uh, LED, like self-contained LEDs, but they were all white. And Oh, that's right. They were for like Christmas or, or wedding. Yes, they, they were, were wedding, wedding lights. You put them in like glasses and stuff. Yeah. Right. So I, I right, got a bunch of right, those right. things. For like table uh, centerpieces. They were all white. And I go, huh, I wish I could do something about this. And once again, I looked over at my wife's hobby stuff and she had all these <laughs> You know, she had a thousand <laughs> markers and I went over there and went squeaky squeaks, you know, start, I just filled in the, the little plastic holder thing, colored them and stuck them back and I color lights. So yeah, that's a, that's a great, I, nice and simple. Those idea. were cool. Cause they had, they yeah, were battery were, operated, right? Individual battery. I think you got, I yeah. think you so sent me one or two of those. Yeah. You sent me a couple. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Well, of course now they, uh, they just have airplanes with, with LED yeah. lights. Oh, in that's them. true. Uh, surprisingly enough, Christmas came early. I, I wound up somehow with a uh, Hobby King walrus, a, a night walrus, to be honest with you, showed up on the now. doorstep. And it is it, it is full Santa uh, basically came by and uh, and dumped it off my uh, uh, dumped it off to my house. So, yeah, it's a night walrus. It, it is a, um, a glider, believe it or not, folding prop, no landing gear, it's a big glider, and it has LEDs all in the. Uh, in the airplane already already installed took me about what do you think uh 20 minutes maybe to put everything together i uh luckily you know pulled it apart and i had the little wrench for the the clevises put it all together in about 20 minutes and then flipped the lights on really came close jay and i were talking i came really close to walking outside and maiden in that thing yeah that would have been totally disastrous Well, yeah, but I was explaining it. Mike, you have to understand, you know, you've been to my place and I've got acreage here. And I told Jay that there's two trees in my backyard and standing there in the middle of the dark, I have all this open space. Like these two trees are very apparent because the lights are on. But behind those trees, there's just nothing but blackness. It's just open. And I told Jay, I'm like, look at all this area that I have at night that I don't have during the day because it's filled with stuff. That disappears at night. He was laughing because he's like, yeah, as soon as you went in there, you 
you know, would wreck it into somebody's tree or in their backyard or something because you can't see past my two trees. It just becomes this big, you know, big black uh, hole that you fly in. I told him, I said, well, or he actually told me, he said, well, if you did crash it into a tree, at least you could still see it because it's, <laughs> it's all lit up. I was like, yeah, now I got to go knock on the guy's door and tell him, you know, I got to get my Christmas gift out of his tree. Dang, kids, get off my yard. But the, uh, I know, right? The horses are all going crazy. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested in flying. I haven't had a chance to fly it yet. Uh, it is, uh, a very neat airplane. It looks like I've, you know, watched a few videos on it. And now that it's all together, it seems, uh, like it's a great airplane. It has one of the hardest motor brakes I've ever seen though. I mean, when you pull the, when you pull the power to idle and, and shut the motor off, that thing twangs. It's just, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it stops so fast. It's like the blade doesn't have time to catch up. It's wallowing around out there. So uh, normally I see it, it, it kind of rotates once or twice and then, you know, comes to a stop and folds the prop. This thing comes to a stop like a, you know, break right now. So, but I'm excited about it. And uh, I have to thank Jay for getting me a, a walrus. It's uh, something we've talked about this year, me getting out there and doing some night flying. Uh, I think for the electric festival coming up this year, you know, we always leave early cause we don't have anything to fly at night. And now we do. So. We'll have to stick around. Well, well I have a plane that um, I think uh, people should look at because um, I've liked this plane. I built one out of foam. That's the first time I flew it was one I built out of foam. And then um, I found it online. It goes by a bunch of different names. The first name I heard it under is called Polaris. A company by the name of Aero Model uh, or Model Aero, Model Aero makes yeah. uh, it makes called uh, they call it the Polaris. But also they have one that I like the look of it too. It's called the Spirit Seaplane. It's got kind of an angular wing. I kind of like it. It's a really nice, cool-looking plane. And then um, I've heard it also called the Dragonfly, which is the version I have that I bought, uh, just EPP foam. or Yeah, that's EPO foam, sorry. EPO, yes. And, uh, and, then, and then I think that uh, Hobby King sells it. It's called the Skipper. Skipper. So, so those are all the same airplanes? Yeah, they're, well, it's... Basically the same airplane, right? It's not exactly the same. There's always gotcha. some kind of difference. The it's, wing is oh, a little I can't wider. The guy's or name who designed it, but it's off a guy who made this thing called the North Star. You know, and it's yeah, basically North a Star, delta right. wing, okay, right? An enclosed right. delta wing that can go on the water or snow. It's pretty versatile. Um, and in fact, AK uh, Mike, you—that was my Christmas gift. You gave me the first version, the Blue Corp version, which uh-huh. Arizona Mike destroyed because <laughs> of his. Because of his, I hate did. It was he amazing. Just, oh, I hate this plane that he gave for him for Christmas. <laughs> I destroyed uh, it. Well, well, uh, I showed him, didn't I? Didn't I make you a second one too? Didn't we, uh, didn't we put, make another one together? A second one? No, no. I don't. You think made. You made one. Uh, I thought he bought. I thought he bought the skipper. Uh, well, now it's the old man's disease. Remember, so, remember we had that bumblebee. Yeah. Remember the bumblebee. Well, I remember. Well, I remember the other plane that you made that was that could do. You know, it was an amphibian plane that, that we could never get the fly right. That we ended up destroying. That was no, but that bump. Remember the the yellow plane that you made? and We flew it out at the oh, base. Oh yeah, I no, it. I, I still it. have that one. Yeah, that's the one we. That's the second one that I made. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't a blue yep. core. Yeah, I thought you meant another. I built. No, I made another blue core one. After that no, one. no, that yes, one was after, made out of the after, white core. After Arizona, the white foam like, ruined. After he ruined that plane, it gave That's me a great true. opportunity to buy the Hobby King version, or I should say that model Arrow right. version originally, because they were the guys who designed it. 
and it was a Polaris XL. So I got the bigger version. Right. It's the bigger one. Right. More power. Right. And just in my defense, when I went up there, I, A, had never flown off of water before. B, Jay's giving me the quick tour and says, oh, don't worry about this. You will you will never. Should have said You can't flip it. You can't hurt it. You can't do anything to it. And I said, oh, okay. So I just stabbed the throttle to it. And that thing went about, what, 15 feet and flipped right over. And Jay's standing there with his mouth hanging open going, what? Hey, okay, Mike, you, you've you know, I, I didn't think you that have had several different versions of this plane. Have you ever flipped yours? I, like you're nope. going on the water and it flipped over? Nope. There you go. <laughs> I don't know but how I you didn't did sta- it. I, I never stabbed the throttle because that particular plane sticks like glue to the water until you get up on step, and then it, and then it releases. So you, you, ha- you really do have to gradually give the throttle uh, to get going so that you can get up on step because – I think it flips over if you if you do what you did. Well, okay, so that was uh, you know my instructor over there didn't just, didn't tell me that. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of buses going by here. People get run over. <laughs> Little kids are falling under <laughs> for the place. Mama. <laughs> well, here's the bad part. We fished it out, yes. right? We fished out this uh, this thing, and he dumps the water out of it, and we put it back in the water. And he says, okay, we'll just try it again because, remember, this is a water plane and it's waterproof. I take off and right as he coaxes, you know, he coaches me through right, it. it okay, takes off and he's fl- you know, and you easy on the throttle great. and get up. Flying great. All of a sudden, I was like, there's something wrong with this airplane. Something's Magic not right. smoke. He's like, he's like, what? no, no, well, there was I no protect, smoke. It just wasn't, ESC, so it, it wasn't, wasn't working. Okay. I was, he's like, what's wrong with it? I go, it just, it will not go the direction I want it to go. Something is definitely wrong. And and now he can actually physically see that my, the sticks are moving one way and the airplane is not going where I need it to go. Luckily, there's, what, five or six people out on these paddle boats, you know, and they're all out on the lake. And I'm flying, like, right above them. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to come in and I'm going to do just a nice, gentle landing because I can keep the wings level. I'll just cut the throttle and let it kind of glide in. I came around, nice long landing, and it was a little too long. And so now I'm coming down. It's not, it's not coming down as quickly as I want it to. Right to our left is this big dock with a bunch of little kids standing on it. Where I'm going to land now is going to be right on the dock. And all I can see is, A, hitting one of these kids and knocking them off the dock and getting yelled at by their mom. Or I was going to put it into the water and slide on the water and smash it into the dock. Neither one was acceptable to me, so I thought, oh, I'll just give the throttle. So I gave it some throttle to just go over their heads, and then I was going to land on the other side of the dock. As soon as I gave it throttle, it started this huge right turn, and that was all she wrote. That thing went into the ground, I mean, just nose first, bam, right in. And it was probably, what, 10 feet from the guy yeah, in the paddle boat? So, so yeah. So he re- he just runs over there, gets it, paddles it over, says, I think you lost this, and <laughs> It tosses it to us. Man, that thing looked like it exploded. It, it looked like one of those, like if you shook up a can and it just came apart. <laughs> I mean, the front nose was all the part, and uh, it, it was terrible. I felt really, really bad. But we started looking at it, and we actually found yeah, it. Yeah, so we? the plane was totally waterproof. Like you said, the the escape, I you know, sprayed with Corrosion X. That wasn't the problem. You know, Even though it got filled with water, everything else was good to go. The problem was on the elevator servo. Uh, the way it was mounted, wouldn't you know that when you add water and the glue that I was using, it 
kind of made it come apart. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, double it was, stick that's tape. That's what I mean. It was double something. stick tape that was holding it in. Yeah. And the yeah. once you got double stick tape wet, oh boy, it just pulled it pulled loose and so Mike had no elevator. So, can I ask a question? The, the elevator was just flopping around yeah. as can I was I moving ask around. Ask a question here. What's the one surface you need to be able to fly an airplane? Uh probably the elevator. Uh elevator. Uh, that's what he lost. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so once again, Mike, you have to understand that when we flipped that airplane upside down, the elevator was in the yeah. water. So normally, if it wouldn't have mattered right. yeah, because normally got wet. the elevator sits above right. the airplane. It would have never gotten wet had I not flipped it. So, you know, it, it was a bad deal, but I had a whole lot of fun, and, you know, he turned me loose on the fun cub with floats, and I, I did great. <laughs> but that's that. a great but plane. That skipper it, is a it great is. plane. It is a great plane. Yeah, so, it's a yeah, lot of fun. Funny story with it, but the skipper, anything, and you can do it off of gra- off of the gra- right. grass, grass or anything, snow, too, right? It doesn't it's, matter. It's multi-surface. Yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah, because I know Jay's flown his off of snow. Uh, and I also puddles. like it because the – fl- Yeah, I, I, like, I like it, too, because the prop is not at the nose. If he knows it in, you're not going to break the prop and nope. stuff like that. You don't get prop strikes and stuff like that. I, I like I like that kind of a plane right. because of it. Um, I like uh, I have some pod and boom planes I like too because of the same reason. The props are toward the back or they're above the ground, so they can't strike. Right. Yeah, stuff like that. So. Do you, uh, well, I was just thinking, you guys got any other uh, like uh, stocking stuffers? Anything like people could just throw? Uh, yeah, I got a few. Um, there's. Um, there's a company out there called Micro Fasteners, uh, Micro Fasteners Incorporated. You know, we were talking about sometime in the, the last couple of podcasts, we talked about putting uh, blind nuts on the cowling, and that's where I got them. I got them at Micro Fasteners, and I like this company. They are really quick, uh, fast shipping. They sell all the little bitty niblets, as Jay would say, the, uh, the small screws. They sell servo screws in bulk. They sell... Uh, blind nuts in bulk, everything that you need for uh, small models, trains, servos, airplanes. Those are all, you know, little screw type stuff if, if uh, they sell it. And I've, I've ordered several things from them. I ordered a couple of things from Jay. You've actually when right. I brought them down to you and, and you can see they're very high quality. Uh, some of the stuff that we get from overseas, you know, if I stick a screwdriver to it, it just strips right out and it doesn't make me happy because now I've got to, you know, use my pliers and try to back the screw out of there, especially if it's in a servo or mounting something uh, where the, the micro fastener guys uh, seem to have a, you know, have things figured out. So a lot of their product is really impressive, but it is micro, it is small. And so you could stuff it in the, in a stocking stuffer. So that's what you're saying. Because of that, I I had to get uh, some hex screwdrivers and some metal socket screwdrivers. So, you know, there you um, go. I got some of those as yeah, well. Just it's one of those things that's nice little, you know, you could always use more tools that you could use for the RC hobby. So I, I, I ended up getting some of those. I was ready to say too, another another item, it's a little big for a stocking stuffer, but one of the things I got, and it may not apply for all guys, but I went ahead and I got a, a servo plug crimper. I um, was having a problem with one of the planes that I got, and I decided one of the problems was I didn't have a servo lead that was long enough. And so... It was frustrating to me because either I get one that was way too long, you know, or I would get one that was way too short. So I ended up breaking down and I got myself a servo plug crimper and I got it for, I don't know, 15 or $18. Um, and I went, once again, to Banggood uh, Hobbies. I got uh, from, it's a company called Amass and they have servo plugs that you can get. Uh, so I got a bunch of servo plugs off of those guys. Um, 
and now I'm able to, uh, I have, it's great. Uh, the servo plugs that I have for the servo extensions, they're the type of leads that once you put the two together, it has like a little L on it. So it hooks on, you know, it's like a little hook when you snap it together. So it takes away right. having to use any tape right. or anything that, you know, to type or, 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 or shrink tubing to hold it on. So it doesn't slip apart. It just little, this little L latch hooks on and you're good to go. So I, I like it a lot. So I've been making my own leads exactly the length that I need them. And, Never, I've never looked back. It's great. He was just jealous because I already had a set. He wanted one too. <laughs> That's always the case. <laughs> and, uh, I know. I had already purchased some, and uh, I was doing something, and he was like, "Hey, it's <laughs> a good idea." So we needed some um, servo extensions. I think a custom, custom made. We just did it ourselves. But it, it does work out pretty well. Although I will tell you that uh, Extreme Flight has some really cool servo connectors for your. Your oh yeah, they day. were well. Basically, they, they were they were built. There, uh, the nice part about them is they were uh, all the connectors for your servo uh, for your ailerons and a- ailerons uh, where they come to a point. They're like a oh, what's the name of the company? Uh, MPX connector. It's a C- uh, CX- very sim- T- yeah, very MPX, similar to that. Yeah. So you just it all comes to that connector. You plug it in one into the other. So it's nice, neat connection. When you when you break the wings apart, it's just one plug instead of several plugs to take apart. It's nice. It's neat. I like it. And you don't have to pull them nope. out of your receiver nope. and nope. plug them back because into your receiver. Because you know, that's the part plug that you're plugging into that goes to the receiver, so it's nice. It's nice and neat. Um, I, it makes it for nice, smooth connections. Yeah, Extreme Flight has a, a dual and a, and, a, and a three, I think. So if you only have, like, flaps and ailerons or if you have, uh, you know, inboard, outboard flaps and ailerons, they'll do it in their one or, or three. I like them. I I was really looking at a set for a couple of my airplanes, but I know that uh, they were easy when Jay and I were down there flying his. Hey, another thing I saw too, that I liked um, that I got for actually for my radio, a uh, little stocking stuffer. It's the, those anti-slip uh, transmitter caps. Uh, they slide over your transmitter. It's like a little neoprene or, or rubber plastic that goes yeah. over them. So it's non-slide. Um, the nice part about these are they're different colors. So I like on mine, my radio is black. So these are orange and I already had some, uh, transmitter caps that, uh, Arizona Mike gave me from a couple of years ago. Well, I'd broken through those. I'd worn them out. So I only, I had a couple that were black that were on the, and with the orange, it looks kind of cool. Yeah. That, that, that's like a, a buck or two for like 10 of them. So once again, from Bengen. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I use those a lot. It, it's it kind of nice, actually. Makes those switches a little more positive when you move them. Absolutely, around. absolutely. Oh, and another thing. This isn't a stocking stuffer, but uh, AK Mike uh, reminds me of this when we were talking about the coal. <laughs> AK Mike's likes to use whatever he has at the time to do whatever he has to do. And one of the things that uh, I got this year. Um, since I had some nicer planes, I wanted some wing bags. I got this uh, idea off of actually Arizona Mike, but I went down the hobby uh, down to Home Depot, and you're able to buy uh, what's the stuff called? Um, it's it's the bubble wrap, silver, it's silver yeah, bubble, it's silver wrap, bubble but wrap, but it's, it's, it's used like for a, insulation for for in the home insulation, um, right? And it comes in with right. like 16 inches, 24 inches. Um, and it's pretty neat because all you have to do is uh, 
take these things together, grab your wife's sewing machine. If you want to, if you don't want to, you could just tape them together um, and you can make wing bags for your stuff, for your nicer wings or nicer planes. It's quick. It's simple. It's as complicated as you want it to be, I guess. So some duct tape, two minutes, and you can make yourself a wing bag. I made some prop covers for him, Mike. <laughs> That's a good idea. He has a he has a wooden prop on his new uh, his new airplane. So while he was you know looking at this wing bag that actually came with it, I reached over there since he had some and cut off a little sliver of it and rolled it into a little uh, kind of a cut it to look like the shape of the prop. Put a piece of tape around it and slid them on. So now he gets to run around with these prop uh, covers. Although I did hear that he lost one out the back of the truck. Uh, yeah. The well, day. I. Uh... Had the I had that beautiful uh, Christmas gift that you gave me, and I had it in the back of the truck, and I'm driving down the highway, and uh, I had the props or the head of the aircraft facing towards the tail, and I guess it got enough in the airstream as I'm going down. I start seeing the propeller slowly start moving, and then before I could slow down or do anything, <laughs> it went from zero to five hundred, and those covers went fling, <laughs> and one went flying out the back, and the other one went into the bed of the truck, and then and then the propeller was just back to ring. I could hear this ring as it was blowing backwards the whole way to the. the <laughs> that's kind of crazy. Well, that's the first time that's, that's happened funny. out of all the times we've taken it to to the field. So, yeah, now I, strange. I flipped the plane around the other way yeah. so so that the engine is closest to the cab, so it doesn't happen anymore. There you go. And you yeah, got to fly it, did. oh, didn't you? That's a good thing, folks. So, you know, you know, or I think on the last podcast we talked about, you know, I got it all out there. I, I put together the Turbo Beaver. I'm all excited. Um, I'm going to fly it again. This time I'm by myself. I'm going to go out there and fly. I get out there, and I just touch the tail, and it breaks off. <laughs> I was so pissed. Oh. So uh, after coming home and examining, you know, why the tail keeps breaking off after we seate it, like the instructions told us, and then we went ahead and put epoxy on it, you know, just to make sure it never comes off, why it's popping off so easily. And then I looked at it and I noticed that the covering was going underneath the wood that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be attached to. So um, to explain this to you, when you get, when you get the, when you get the elevator assembly, they, there's a section that's already like, normally you'd have to remove the covering, the monocoat, you know, when you go to glue it. So there was already a section removed. And so you go, Oh, they've already removed that for me. How nice. <laughs> and so for some reason, that's what we thought. We didn't even think to double check it. So we put the, get the plane together and we, the monocoat was still on the plane with, you know, even though that section's cut out, we thought it was cut specifically. So you just slide it in and glue it. Nope. You were right. supposed to cut off that last I'd say it was like a quarter inch of Monaco underneath there. And so we were gluing the first time we glued it with the CA. Hey, it held on, but it was only holding on to the Monaco. <laughs> so we lucked out that that thing didn't pop off while we were. Yeah, flying. we did luck out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, that was, that was, you know, good catch on your. On well, your I, I was seriously wondering how could, you know, how, how could we glue this thing two times? It seemed very, you know, very seriously gluing it and it, was breaking loose. It made no sense because it should have broke wood and no wood was broken. It was always a nice clean break. And I, I was scratching my head. Why could you have such a clean break? You know, is the glue old? I don't know. You know, so that's what it was. Right. On a coat does not, you doesn't make a good surface to glue to. <laughs> Certain <laughs> types of monocoat don't. So, 
Well, what do you guys think? Uh, you're all geared up for Christmas. Uh, Mike, you staying in Alaska for Christmas? Uh, no, I'm going to be in Simi, Valley, oh, California. Right, California. Oh, yeah, that's right. You are going to be in Simi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you uh, you said you're going to go down there and take uh, some recording uh, equipment with you, right? Yeah. Check out this, some guys this, down there. Well, more importantly, I'm going to take a plane and a transmitter. There you go. So I, Get down there, fly with some I'm gonna guys. Have to, I'm going to have to go look at the, the TSA rules again, make sure I don't get busted for bringing batteries with me. <laughs> See how that goes. Uh, we we haven't ever gotten busted for that, so uh, just don't run through there with uh, you know the batteries over your head going. Wee! They may they may try Where to can I charge me my battery. It's, <laughs> it's low. It's like... low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. What about you, Jay? You're I'm just going to be it spending at home, it home. Um, and then I think I'm heading shortly after that. I'm heading out to uh, South Carolina. Oh yeah, your daughter is getting yeah. She's uh, in the Air right? Force and she's uh, she meets sergeant. So uh, I hopefully I can go out there and pin her yeah. on. That's excellent. We uh, we are happy about that. Well, I'm uh, going to be spending Christmas Day in Hawaii. Unfortunately, uh, uh, my rest of my family's in California, but I'm going to be out uh, working on Christmas Day, getting all the Hawaiian families together, or at least on vacation. So if you're one of those guys, look me up. And unfortunately, I don't think there's any flying fields close to where I'm at. Uh, I think I'll be, I can't remember the little town I'm in, Lahui. I think I'm in Lahui. So I'll, I'll, I'll do some research, but I don't know if anybody's going to be flying on Christmas Day. But I'll, uh, I don't know. People get Mike, Christmas you're in toys, a, maybe you're, out there. You're, that's true. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take a plane and go fly on the beach. Good idea. Ooh. I should do that. Yeah. Do, do we, is that in the budget? Can we afford that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, maybe I can throw a uh, helicopter or something in my bag and just go fly. That's a good idea. Actually, what I should do is uh, I should take this little speedy glider over here, or the walrus. There you go. See? I can fly. Does all it fit night back long. in the in its box? Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> what do you actually? Glue? Oh, that's right, the tail, right? Yeah, the tail is actually pretty long, and I had to glue it on so it's longer than the the box itself. I mean, it, it would fit. You know, the wings come off. Uh, and then I could, you know, kind of fold the wings back and stick it in there. But I have, I have to build a battery tray for it because I don't like the way that they put the servos up front. Oh, I forgot to send you that. kind of interfere with the battery. That, so that, uh, no, 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 I, I got it. I got it. That's why I said, um, you sent it to me and I'm going to have to put a little tray together to keep the servos actually rub. Just so you understand, Mike, the servos sit side by side on each other. They point to each other. And then the servos, as they go up and down, they, they, str- um, scratch the side of the battery with the metal Got it. Um, you know, wire that's coming out. Right. So I, I don't want to be flying it around and all of a sudden go from an LED, beautiful LED airplane to this huge fireball in the middle of the night. And, uh, you know, you would see it go down though. Happen. So I would be able to find well, I gotta it. Say, Mike, that would Look mean for the smoke America. and the flames. America. Flaming. Nah, that would be true. Hey, you want LEDs? Yeah. My flames. <laughs> you can't be, you can't be more American than that. <laughs> Well, the sad news is uh, we didn't get in touch with Larry this year. Uh, I really wanted to give him a call, but uh, I I just didn't get in, uh, didn't get time to uh, get with him and, and schedule something before the podcast needed to come out. But uh, Larry, if you're listening, we miss you, and uh, we'll definitely have you on for season three. Uh, that's right around the corner. I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. If you're listening to the Park Fire podcast, we hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Um, we'll have to get another report from Mike as he uh, travels around for us and gets down to Simi Valley and checks out some people down there. Well, absolutely. 
Yeah, Merry Chris, yeah. Merry Chris Kwanzaa well, Hanukkah to everybody. Yeah, it's. I think last year it was uh, Chris Kwanzaa. Yeah, Chris Kwanzaa everything, and then Festa, and then Festus for Mike. Yeah, Festivus. Yeah, for the, Festivus. for the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> That's what it was last year. Join us in our Festivus. So that, so that I think that pretty much covers everybody. Happy Chris Kwanzaa, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Uh, if I knew it in all the languages of the people that listen to our podcast, I could say it in all. But well, I want I want everybody to write in uh, to the, their feats of strength uh, contest to the podcast because I'd like to know, you know, what they're doing for Festivus. <laughs> the feats of strength. Feats of strength. <laughs> uh, Uncle Fester. Uh, okay. Man, I, I am glad to see that you're not the big Scrooge that you were last year, Mike. Okay. So that's good news. And you had some great, you had some great uh, uh, additions this year. I think all the things that you talked about were uh, were great to have in your bench or airplanes, that kind of thing. Thanks. So, uh, but we'll we'll still send you some coal up there if you're if you're cold. cold yeah. Or propane. Two sticks. <laughs> Whichever you prefer. <laughs> propane, cool, whatever, whatever happens. I mean, whatever you need, we'll send up. There. Sounds good. Uh, well, we appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, do an end-of-the-year wrap-up here towards uh, right after Christmas. Uh, if we don't talk to you guys before Christmas, we hope you have a, a wonderful holiday and Merry Christmas to you and your family, and hope you get all these gifts. Or Since Jay and I already have several of them that we've talked about, we have to come up with something <laughs> new to get. Uh, I, I already have a, a little... Uh, list and at amazon and a couple other websites that have carts that are already full i just have to click the button <laughs> per paycheck um, but, that's it. That's nice. but uh yes that's what i'm waiting on for the payday to come in and then i can just go okay money in the account click click and my wife says what happened to all our funds i go there <laughs> i don't know they did they were in there two minutes ago might be getting hacked <laughs> hey there's a box here for you oh, yes not. that's hey that's a good idea we're being hacked we're getting hacked she knows we're not getting hacked because all those presents are showing up on the from your giving bush yes from the magic bush yeah she actually listened to the last podcast and was laughing at the magic bush because she understood it you know i mean most people i I don't think would know but she's all the time you know i asked her about packages and she's like i have no idea i haven't seen one and i go out there to that little uh, uh rosemary bush and then they're all stuffed underneath the bush so we thought that was a great thing. She calls it the magic bush now, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Pretty funny. Well, I'm going to call it the giving bush. The giving bush? That probably sounds like The giving bush. It's the living giving. Well, we appreciate you joining us for the Park Flyer podcast. Aloha from Hawaii. And also a Christmas, uh, Christmas outage from the hills of Texas. And a Merry Festivus from AK. <laughs> A Merry Festivus. You guys have a great holiday. We'll hope to see you in two weeks uh, for end of the year wrap up from the Park Flyer podcast. Have a great one. We'll see you. You have been listening to the Park Flyer podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Merry Christmas, a very, 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 very Christmas to you.